Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shea Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately, His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Good evening. Welcome to Shadow of His Wings Ministry, Healing Hidden Wounds. We're glad you're here tonight. And uh, we're just glad we're having a little technical difficulty here, but we're working it out. So you're uh, joining Shadow of His Wings Ministry. It keeps playing back to me, so we'll just have to figure that out. But we're just glad you're here. We are. I'm here with my wife, Shay. And we're just coming in. Good evening, Shay. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? So, um, well, I'm good, other than um, trying to get my thoughts together here. So I appreciate you joining in with us tonight. Uh, our show tonight is actually the title of uh, our ministry and our show, Healing Hidden Wounds. Uh, and we're going to be doing some, uh, just some down and, and, and deep discussions about wounding and what can cause people to have hurts in their heart. And uh, that's kind of where we're going tonight. And I'm going to pray first before we jump in. And we thank you, Lord, for just joining us here. And we ask you to just meet us here. Um, we need you. We thank you. We ask for your hope and your joy. We also ask for your healing for anybody who's listening out there. Because, Lord, we know that you came to, to heal the brokenhearted. You came to bind up wounds. And so we thank you, Jesus, for binding up wounds as we even talk tonight. We thank you for just your blessings and who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we are also wanting to remind everyone that this is also a, a call-in show, and so I want to give out uh, the call-in numbers. Uh, if you'd like to call in as we enter this discussion, our phone numbers are 210-340-9585, or you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. And uh, we'd enjoy your calls. We also, if you don't want to uh, call in but you'd like to write in, we have an email address at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Well, as I started the show with, we were talking about just uh, healing hidden wounds tonight. And, uh, and, and some of you may be scratching your head. Well, what does that mean? Well, and that's what I was hoping you would share with folks, just to kind of start off by letting everybody know what... What are hidden wounds? Well, it's interesting. I think hidden wounds, uh, as I began working with folks years ago and as I began walking through my own healing, I decided that there were wounds that I could see in people that they couldn't. 
And then there were times that there were wounds that would come up during our counseling process that they never even knew really anything about or had completely forgotten. And so I think that's why healing hidden wounds is so important. And I think that links pretty closely <clears throat> with the verse in the Bible that uh, I want to share tonight because I think it's a, it's really appropriate for our discussion. I think it um, it's when Jesus met the woman at the well. And uh, she was standing there, and he came up to her and began a discourse with her, and they started talking. And at some point he says, go and call your husband and come back. And she says, well, I have no husband. And he says, that's right, you have no husband. As a matter of fact, you have, have had many husbands. And he goes on to discuss with her bits and pieces of her life. And I love the way she puts it in verse, <clears throat> sorry, i got to get my eyes on here. In verse 28 of chapter 4, she says, I'm sorry, it's verse 29. She says, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. And I think that's what Jesus loves to do when he heals hidden wounds. He loves to tell us everything we've ever done. Everything that has either kept us from him, everything that has kept us from knowing him better, everything that has caused us to stumble in our lives, everything that has caused us to maybe have sin that we don't know how to get rid of. You know, I think besetting sin can be one of the most difficult things to live with because it's a, it's a constant, constant flash in our face that we are somehow failing to live up to God's best. Well, and I, you know, I'm just thinking about in my own life and how, you know, it was really not until I was at a place where I was even, you know, faced with Jesus, you know, just really looking at him and really looking at, wow, what do you have to say about my life? And that's when I realized where my hidden wounds were. It was not until that point that I realized some of the decisions, some of the choices that I'd made in my life were caused based on just some wounding that I had had. And I didn't realize how many walls I had built up and, and you know, what I had done to hide myself and to hide those wounds. Absolutely. And we don't see it. Uh, all we know is, is, you know, I call it sometimes sewer in the basement, you know, it's like you have a backup, you have a problem with the sewer system in the basement, and, you know, you can close the door and you can try to bring out all the air freshener you can find, but at some point there you know there's something back there that keeps causing pain or causing hurts, and it's time to go down and look at it. Right. And that's kind of what, what, healing, what hidden wounds are. And so um, I guess, again, I'll go to my own life. It's just kind of like... You know, some of some uh, sexual abuse that I had been through in my past uh, just caused me to just be very untrusting. I built up walls, and I I just started hiding, hiding my feelings. I I would act like I, nothing bothered me, and um, it wasn't really true. You know, in my heart, things still bothered me. I still had hurts and I still had pains, but I wouldn't let anybody know those things. And so they just remained hidden. Absolutely. And they, they kind of disguise themselves uh, because they kind of make you wonder, what is it down there that causes this? But sometimes it's encased around things that you feel very safe about. 
and and some of those are wounds by people in our life and that's one of the one of the scariest places i think because sometimes wounds can be caused by people we love you know parents don't mean to wound us and you know you and i are both parents so we're talking as from folks from that we know we know of which we speak cuz we know that we probably haven't done everything right as parents so we're not here to try and and tell parents oh you've done it all wrong but we're just talking about wounding and i think in in my experience it's a it's a hard place for an individual who begins to try to look at their past and their wounds say they have a sin in their life or a broken place that they don't know how to heal maybe they've had a hard time keeping relationships or maybe they've had a hard time maintaining friendships and so they don't know what's going on they don't know why it keeps happening all they know is is my life seems to go into the same pattern i always say if you don't deal with your past you're destined to repeat it and so looking in your past can be scary and so then you begin to see perhaps things where and let's start with the parent wound where you see maybe a parent didn't didn't treat you quite like you might have wanted to be treated and what people are so quick to say is oh well i know my dad loved me or i know my mom loved me and those are great statements i'm glad you know it's wonderful to know that your parents loved you but sometimes it's important to go back and say okay i know they loved me but i know that they also didn't always love me well in their brokenness sometimes they even had hurts or they had pains and so perhaps at some point their hurts and pains hurt me and so am i willing to look at that instead of just brushing it over with a statement of oh well i know my parents love me sure and i think that you know even as parent when when you parent and and parents um sometimes in you know maybe correction and in scolding you know i'm not saying i don't believe that every parent is meaning to cause shame or to cause a a child to feel bad about themselves you know sometimes they're just striving to 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 bring direction um the way they've maybe been taught to be directed um so it's not always knowingly being hurt sometimes it's unknowingly however even in the unknowing hurt you know you still have to acknowledge how it hurt absolutely because it's in the eye of the perceiver it's not always in the eye of the giver you know a parent doesn't have to have wanted to hurt you to accidentally hurt you and so it's in the eye of the child or the person receiving it and perceiving it see i think perception is is the most important thing it may not be truth that a, a parent intended to hurt their child but whatever they perceived is what's important what their child perceived is important because then that that wound is the place you have to go look for right so so why do you think it's important to look at those hidden wounds why do you think it's important to look at wounding at all well because wounding keeps broken places in place and wounding causes us to want to cover it if you think about your life if you think about let's go back to childhood and let's say you skin your knee 
and I don't know about anybody listening out there, but I know when I skinned my knee, you had to go through two things. First of all, the, the pain of, of skinning your knee, and second of all, the pain of that of that red medicine that your mom would put, my mom would put on it after she found out I'd skinned my knee, which would burn. <laughs> and so it was, it was kind of like, oh gosh, you know, do I tell her this hurts or do I cover it and hold it back to keep her from trying to help heal it? And I oftentimes think of that or think of, of even maybe a splinter, you know, when people get a wound, they want to cover it. They want to hold it back. And so when they hold it back, it may not hurt as much at the time, but over time, it may begin to scab over, but it doesn't fully get healed. And at some point, you have to go back in and open that sore and dig around and see what's in there to get it out. Because what it does is it just causes us to not use it as much or to hide from it as much. Because when you hide from something, you do other things to cover it up. Like you mentioned earlier, you build a wall. You know, you build something around it. It's like, ooh, that hurts too much. So I'm going to build something around that to keep people from getting into that place. Well, and I think another thing, you know, so I was sitting here thinking, you know, how would somebody know if they have any hidden wounds? You know, sometimes people, you know, people will say, oh, that doesn't bother me anymore. I got over that a long time ago. But yet, you know, I think about, you know, one of the ways to to wall over some of the hurt is to with humor. You know, sometimes people just want to laugh everything off and and you can even talk to them about a hurt and you know that it had to have hurt, but but you see just laughter and just kind of laughing it off. Well, and that's one of the great protectors of our pain is humor. And it's not, it's not we're saying that you can't be, uh, enjoy life and laugh and, and be sociable. And, but it's sometimes important to say what's really going on behind here. You know, something that I was thinking about earlier is, is, you know, some of the wounding also can may not be just be apparent. It may be produced by other kids on the playground, you know, or sometimes we work with husbands and wives. And, you know, the husband has a wound because he was not that boy chosen to be captain of the football team. And the girl was not chosen to be the head cheerleader. And so they were always the one not chosen. And so the important thing to that is looking at those wounds and saying, okay, what causes, what do I do now? And when I look back over my life, what do I see? Do I still feel rejected at times? Do I choose people in my life even when just because I've been rejected? Do I go ahead and, oh, well, I'll settle for this person or I'll, I won't even go out with that person because if I do, then I'm liable to get rejected again. So I'll just stay in this place of loneliness and isolation. Sure. And like um, sometimes when I, wor- I work with, with females that have had sexual abuse in their past uh, or, or any type of sexual uh, abuse, I guess I should say, um, you know, I'll ask them a question. I'll say, okay, say you're in a room and another female comes into the room and, you know, she's she's got a great body, you know, uh, what people would perceive as a great body or you would perceive as somebody that would be somebody you would feel less than as. You know, how would you feel? Do you feel smaller? Do you feel less than? Um, sometimes it's... 
It's even feeling like you kind of revert back to your teenage years when there was a lot of competition uh, growing up. And you know what, Shay, I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm thinking there's probably folks out there scratching their head going, you know what, they're just way too sensitive. I've already let go of that. That's water under the bridge. You know, all those sayings that people come up with. Mm -hmm. That's water under the bridge. They just need to pull their bootstraps up and move on. Or I think I've heard, you know, put on your big girl pants and and just be grown up. And I just want to encourage, if that's your reaction right now, to just begin thinking about why you say some of those things. You know, why do we do that? Usually we come up with those statements because we're really hurt, but we're afraid to go into that hurt. And we've been taught, don't feel, don't look at it, just act like it's not there and grow up already. Yet Jesus says to come to him as a little child. And so when we come to him as a child, he knows our hurts. He knows our wounds. It's just us that keeps trying to deny that we know them. I want to remind our listeners that this is a a call-in show, and so you're welcome to call in. We are opening the phone lines, even if you're listening now and have some questions or a comment. You're welcome to call us at 210-340-9585 or toll-free at 877-630-5757. Because uh, we definitely want to hear what you're thinking out there and what you're feeling. It's important to look at feelings and try to figure out what is really going on here. Because I also want to share another verse that I think is is just has been a pivotal verse in my life. And uh, it is in Matthew 22 in verse 37. And it's a wonderful verse. I just want you to listen to the words. It says, this is Jesus talking. And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And he goes on to say, of course, and the second is like this, love your neighbor as yourself. I think that first verse is so important for a number of reasons. But for tonight's discussion, that first verse is so important to me because why would Jesus have to say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind? That must be, he must have had to say that because he knew there were places where our mind and our heart and our soul might be partially closed off. Sure, and if you're, you know, if you're, if you try to love something with a heart that's divided, you know, it's not, it's not true love because, you know, you can't have a divided heart. And it also affects the way we see Jesus. You know, when our heart is divided or when there's a part of our heart, you know, I oftentimes liken the heart to a, a house, you know, and when Jesus comes into our house, he enters in. But there may be a part of our house that we say, oh, no, you're not allowed to go there or we don't know how to open that door. So just don't even look there. And sometimes that's our wounding. And so he's allowed to wander in our heart and to do great things in us. But as we begin to to continue to shut that door to him, that part of us, then he can't really ever speak truth there. And Satan loves to get into that wounded place in our heart and speak lies into us. It's kind of like, you know, if you begin to look at your life as hurts equals what lie, 
you know, if I was rejected as a child because someone said that I was ugly, then therefore the lie is, is you're not good enough. No one's going to want to be around you. You aren't fearfully and wonderfully made. Or maybe it's a young man out there who's been told that he doesn't fit in with the rest of the guys. He's awkward or he's uh, weird, according to them. So then there's the wound. The wound says, I'm not fit to be here or I don't fit in. So the lie comes in and says, see, you don't really fit anywhere. You don't even fit in the family of God. And so as you begin to draw those lies in, those are the places that you have not allowed Jesus to speak truth in yet. Well, sure. And then, you know, then other things start getting attached to it. You start having shame. Shame starts getting attached to your heart and to your just to your spirit. Uh, fear, fear of being able to approach people or to to try new things and stuff because I'm I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not good enough. Uh, they're not going to like me. They're not going to want to, you know, be a part of my life. Absolutely. And they don't want to be a part of my life because there's something wrong about me. And I promise you folks that when you believe there's something wrong about you or you're not quite right or you're not quite what God intended, then I can promise you it may affect the way you view Jesus. Because if you think others don't really want to be around you, then you can at times believe that Jesus doesn't really want to be around you. Or you can say, well, I know he loves me because he created me, but does he really like me very much? You know, or will, does he really have good things for me? I don't think so because I'm not all that good. Right. And then you think about the, the verse that goes along with that. It says you love, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, because sometimes, you know, we want other people to like us and to love us, but sometimes we don't like or love ourselves. But God calls us to love ourselves. And I think people get that verse sometimes misconstrued because they think, oh, well, I'm, I'm not supposed to love myself like the world says, you know, this kind of love. But you're absolutely right. You are supposed to love yourself. And it's out of that love that you see in yourself purely because of the way Jesus made us, how we're created, the love he has for us. Because once you can see that, then it's a it's a great freeing place to begin to show love to others and to begin say, you know, I want to show you this love that I have that Jesus has placed there that shows me just how wonderfully and fearfully I'm made. And that the creator himself designed me. And so who cares what people have said about me? I'm still great because he made me. And that's the whole discussion, I think, about healing hidden wounds. is finding those places where those wounds have been hidden. Well, and I just want to talk to maybe the person out there that is... You know, they're not sure if they have any wounding. They think, well, I don't really have any wounding, but you know what? I have this, I have this drinking problem or I have, you know, you know, this problem or that problem. You know, I can't get rid of this, you know, and I just want to offer that it may be worth looking into what you went through as you grew up and where there might be, you know, we often ask people, what is your deepest wound? 
You know, so just sit and think about what is my deepest wound? When was I first hurt the deepest? And just kind of look at that and see if it still hurts and see if it may have led to building up walls or or thing, something around your heart to where you can hide that. Absolutely. And you know what, Shay, we are great hiders. Mm-hmm. And so if you ask yourself that question one time and you say, what is my deepest wound? And you can't find anything. Or you come up with a, a general answer that says, oh, no, I had a great upbringing. Everything was great. I was raised in a beautiful Christian home with beautiful Christian parents, and I don't have a single issue. Maybe you know your issues. Maybe you see your brokenness because it's so obvious and clear. But sometimes there are folks who have been raised in, in pretty great homes, but they still have some wounding there. And so we are great hiders, but I promise you there's also a great healer who knows us and can show us exactly where we need to go if we're just willing to sit and listen to him. Because sometimes we hide behind even our great Christian upbringing or our Bible verses. And it's important sometimes to be able to go in and say, you know what, I do want to see what's here. And I'm asking you to show me whatever hurts that are there. And I want to know what you have for me, Jesus. So just remember, folks, we are good hiders. So you may not think there's anything there. You may not even know for sure that there is. But if you keep asking the good shepherd, he's he, he will light up the path and show you the path for you to find the things that are hurting you. So let's talk a little bit about how do we hide wounds. And I know we talked a little bit about the walls, but I also want to talk a little bit about what the walls are made of, right? Because sometimes our walls can be made of anger, and sometimes our walls can be made of pain. And so sometimes we hide behind the anger and we push back. I will not let people get in. And we act like we have everything going well, and we act like everything is going good on the outside. But on the inside, we're just mad. We're just angry at the world because things have not gone well. Perhaps there's a wound in our present that links directly to our past. And that's even more incredible because on the good side, Jesus loves to work with that situation. Because there's obviously this new wound is hurting the old wound. And he wants to show us what that is. But it's important to say, what am I built in? What is this cell that I've built around me made of? And if you find that it's anger, or like you said earlier, shame, you might hide back there so that people don't really know you. And so guess what? All we see is this image that you show everybody of this great person. You've got it all together and you know exactly what you're doing. But inside you're dying, inside you're lonely and you're alone and you need help from somebody who wants to talk to you, somebody who wants to try to find that. And I thank you that Jesus wants you to know that. He wants to know he will go wherever you are, whatever wall you're built into, he'll find you. Join us after the break. Your love is done its part. Now let him lay my life in my heart. Your love is done its part. 
Well, welcome back. You're uh, listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We're glad you're here tonight. We thank uh, we thank you for joining us. We also want to remind you that if you are listening to the show and something pulls at your heartstrings, I know it's hard to, to take that leap and call in. Uh, so if you're one of those people who has a burning question or a comment and is afraid to call in, you're welcome to email us at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Uh, if you decide you'd like to call in, you can also call in at 210-340-9585 or toll free at 877-630-5757. And we're monitoring the email right now so we can uh, answer your question right now. That's right. And the lines are open. We just want to tell you a little bit about Shadow of His Wings Ministry. It's uh, our ministry is uh, nonprofit and and 501c3. We're also a listener supported radio show, and uh, we are here to try to to help people see the things that we saw as we went through some of our own healing, so that we can help others find the healing that Jesus has for them. So we thank you for uh, for just uh, listening in tonight, and we're talking about healing hidden wounds those things that uh, get hidden in us from our broken past. I think we have a caller, and so we're going to join in. Yes, you're on the air with Healing Hidden Wounds. This is Lee. Yes, I'd like to tell you, I I live somewhere in Texas, and my fiancé, he lived with me for a little over six years, and at the time I wasn't safe, but I am safe now. And when he died, he left everything to me, and he was not... Um, a U.S. citizen and his two children on either. And they have been breaking in my house since January of 2012. The first time they broke in my house, they drugged me. And I called the police. I live in a small town. They didn't do anything. Well, they have planted drugs in my car twice. The Lord told me, I pray continuously, I read my Bible. The best thing that's come out of all this is I've never been so close to Jesus and the Lord in all my life. And then memorizing my Bibles and everything. And it says in Romans eight twenty eight, and we know all things work together for the good to them that love God. Amen. And it says, in Second Timothy one seven, the Lord did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Well, I have a very nice house with land. It's paid for because Jesus, He raised me. My mom and dad didn't raise me. My brothers and sisters didn't raise me. The Lord raised me. He gave me what He gave me, and I'm so grateful for it. I thank Him all the time. Amen. My cars are paid for. My so why don't you tell us what your healing? What your what is your wound I tonight? I want to know how long. Are you not supposed to ask God, um, when is it going to end? It's still going on. The police came out Monday, last Monday, and he saw, now they're damaging my house. They're peeling the paint off the, my um, kitchen cabinets. They're well, marking up my tile. Sure. Let me just, uh, let me respond a little bit to... To which, because I know we have other calls waiting, but I wanted to say, you know, I know that's a terrible situation, and 
my prayer for you is is that you will find folks that can help prevent them from doing it. But what I also pray for you is is that God would help you find the places in your own heart where you can find peace in the midst of this storm. I have peace. I don't have any anger. That's wonderful. I don't have anger and I don't have bitterness. Jesus, he lives in my heart. He won't allow it. That's great. Well, and that's a praise God. And so sometimes we have to just... I praise him so much. Yes. I love him. I want people to know that as long as you put your trust in Jesus, no matter what you go through, he will build you up. Thank you. Sounds he like you've already found his. In the world. It sounds like sounds like you found peace in in the midst of that storm you're in. So we but thank you for calling sin? in tonight. Is it a sin? Is it a sin for what? Is it a sin to ask Jesus when it's going to stop? Oh no, I think he's always listening. So I, but I also think you uh, you've already found some great peace. So we're going to let you go for tonight, and we'll take our next caller now. All right, thank you. Thank you, and God bless you. Oh, I guess we don't have another caller. So anyway, it's an interesting place. I, I really hope that uh, if the the listener we just had is still listening, uh, I really want to reinforce that it sounds as if uh, if you have that much peace already and you found already that there's that much hope in Christ, then anything that can come against you, it sounds like you've kept your grounding, and so that's a great thing. And that is the truth about finding our wounds. You know, finding our wounds can allow us to stand in a place of peace when the storm is raging around us. Well, and you were asking, uh, before we took the break, you were asking about looking at um, the ways that people hide their wounds. And one of the things I was thinking about was like through isolation. Absolutely. Isolation and keeping ourselves locked away uh, can certainly be a, a way that we he- would hide our wounds. I think we have another caller. We have a Harold on line one. Great. Hello, Harold. I'm Lee. Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds. Hi, Lee, and your wife. This is uh, Harold. Hi, Harold. Hello. Um, I was listening to your uh, show this evening, and, of course, last week was pretty amazing also. But... Uh, Tonight you're discussing with uh, about parents and, you know, try to be good parents. But there's so many parents, my own parents, they had me at 17. By the time I'm 10, what do they know, honestly, about being, you know, a good parent? They did the best they could. And I think the Campbell family has a great legacy with them. And, you know, in the midst of... A very good Christian background from from all sides, aunts, uncles, grandmas. There was plenty of hell in the middle of all that. And it's, you know, it's it's an illusion. And I don't think you're seeing an illusion. But just to think that with Jesus, it everything's going to be okay. And I don't think you're saying that, but that comes across that way sometimes. But with Jesus... There was a murder-suicide in 1984 with this family. You know, my brother passed away of, uh, what did he have, AIDS. He had it for about 18 years. Believe me, everybody knows he went to heaven, you know, just because he was gay. Everybody was doing what they did, like Christians do. And uh, not too many Christians send their their loved ones to uh, hell. A lot of outsiders do. And... uh, you know, I was reading 
especially after your uh, talk last week and uh, Mark Mark seven chapter uh, Mark chapter seven verse twenty, uh, when uh, Jesus also added, uh, I'll read it real quick if you want me to. Go ahead. Okay, it says, uh, "It is what comes from inside that defiles you, for from within, out of a person's heart, come evil thoughts: sexual immortality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, falseness, desires." I mean, I can go on foolishness things. Sure. And what what I'm saying is, on this on this gay topic, you know, that's. That's everything that's in there, also, well, and, and it just, just strikes wanna... me kind of kind of wrong when you know when when people and I'm not picking on you. You're just no, I re- the, and, the and person. You know what? We really appreciate. Excuse me. We really appreciate you uh, bringing up and listening to our show last week, but um, we're really not discussing the gay topic but i would like to go back to where you were talking in the beginning about your your parents being young parents okay well and thank you sometimes i do stray a little bit i guess i'm, I'm so i guess that's I, what happens when you hit 60 you kind of stray a little no so i was just going to ask you you know growing up how would you say at at a 10 year old when you were 10 years old what would you say that was your biggest hurt growing up I can't say I had any hurts. You know, one out of four kids. Um, so when was the first hurt you ever experienced? Well, I'm not necessarily calling in because of of a hurt. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm just talking about family experiences and, you know, things that go on in people's lives. And, and like, I'm, you know, just a little bit of history. You know, it's a new show, and I really don't know exactly where y'all want to go with this or anything, but um, I don't know if you want people to join the church maybe. Um, you know, I used to go to uh, Wesatch Avenue Baptist Church in the in the mid-'80s. Claude J. Bonham was the, was the pastor there. And um, I go to Temple Bethel now. I converted to uh, Judaism. And um, y'all still there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Just a, um, about ten, ten more seconds, and then okay, I'd like to respond. Well, anyway, you know, the thing about parents is you never stop, you know, I had a boy at almost 40, and you never really know what to expect. I don't care what age you are. Of course, if you're a little older, it's maybe a little more common sense, but also it makes you more scared because you know more stuff. Well, but you know what, really Harold, drastic, sir? I really appreciate your calling in, and I, I want to... Uh, I'm going to uh, kind of just respond to some of the things you said. And, and okay. the first thing I was going to respond to is, you know, our hope is, and and I really appreciate what you've offered, because our hope is, is, is not just to get people to come to church, but our hope is, is for people to find healing in Christ. And I'm, I'm sorry, it sounds as if uh, what you're telling me, uh, is that you have, and I'm going to go ahead and let you hang up if you want to and just keep sure, listening. It's fine. up to you, but I, I hope you keep listening because. I will, I will. Because we're not really here to try to just draw people to church. What we really want people to know is that healing is, is, is available. Healing is an option with Christ. And that comment that your wife made about love thy neighbor as yourself, uh-huh. I'm telling you, that's a hard one. 
It sure is. That is a very hard one, and I've been, oh, I'm sure everybody's been guilty of that. And can you really do that? And sometimes it's not good, safe to do that. You've got to be careful sometimes, you know. Well, but uh, and- I try not to discriminate against religion. Um, I just that- encourage you, Harold, that yes. that if Jesus says that we are to love each other and to love others as ourselves, that even though it's hard, he'll give us a, a way to do that. And I just want to encourage you, too, because... Out of everything I've heard from you, yes. I do sense that you have some hurts in your past because there's, well, there's a lot of pain there, I can tell. Well, I appreciate you even saying that. And, and you know, I, I know you do want to go, but I would, and you mentioned uh, Jesus, and um, I would want to say from my knowledge and just, just from whatever I picked up, that every time, I'm going to say most every time that Jesus talked and referred, he referred back to the law. And um, he didn't make anything up new, as far as I know. Maybe other things wrote things about him. But he always referred back to the law. He went back to Isaiah. He went back to all these different places. I can't name the whole thing. Sure. Well, so, I appreciate you calling in tonight, and we're gonna I'm going to let you go now, and, okay. and we will try to answer some of your questions, okay? So, we'll, so we're fine, right? Oh, yes, and we want you to keep listening. We're good. Alrighty. And we appreciate you calling in because you, I, I want to uh, I want to answer some of the things you're you're offering, but I want to also add a few more. So I'm going to let you go. All right, thank you very much. God bless you, Harold. All right. You know, I appreciate Harold's struggle. I just do, and uh, I appreciate it because yes, Jesus did uh, turn us back to the law a lot through through the New Testament to show us the law, but we can't ever forget that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law as well. His love and his grace was the fulfillment of a law that told us what we could never fulfill, which is, I can't ever be good enough to fulfill the law completely. Yet his grace and his love fulfilled the law in the New Testament. And so I just hope, Harold, if you're still listening, that you will dig around in your heart, because if you've got that kind of family trauma in your background, there's bound to be some hurts there. And Jesus cares about those hurts, and he loves you. And it's his relationship with you that's the most important, not just the do's and don'ts. And you're right. The heart can be desperately wicked. But he knows us, and he knows us in in the deepest places of our hearts. So I appreciate you calling in. Well, and there are, you know, when you do have a a parent, whether they start out at 17, 15, 25, or whatever age, yeah, they do what what they can do. And uh, most often, you know, they, they do the best that they can. However, I just still want to encourage that it's important to look at the hurt and look at even when they were doing the best that they could do, you know, what were the things that really hurt you or made you feel abandoned or isolated? Absolutely, because we are absolutely not here to crucify parents. We're not here to tell people uh, or parents that they've done it all wrong. What we are here to say is even if your parents have done it mostly right and has hurt you somewhere along the way, you might have some things you want to dig around in just to see where your hurts might still be. I think we have another caller. We have Dolores. Hi, Dolores. This is Lee and Shay, and you're here with Healing Hidden Wounds. Hi. Hi. Um, yes, uh, I married very young at 17, and um, but prior to that, my mom and my mom, Really, my mom. I don't remember my dad ever being uh, hard as on us girls. 
but uh, my mom, she would hit us with anything she found, uh, throw rocks at us, uh, hit us with hangers, hit us with a cord, you know, uh, with electrical cord, anything she found. And she would hit us until she got her anger out uh, on us. I'm very sorry. You know, um, so when I had my children, I would make sure that I, my anger was calmed down before I either thanked my children one, two times, you know, for whatever they did, but it was never out of anger. It was because, you know, they need, they did something wrong and they needed to be disciplined. Because I remember how my mom used to be. That she would hit me and hit me and hit me. And it was a beating, literally. A beating until she was exhausted from beating me. Sure. I'm you know? so sorry. Dolores, right? Is that your first name? Yes. I am so and, sorry, Dolores. And, and she would cuss at me and my sisters out in public and call us whores and prostitutes and Spanish and uh, if, if she didn't like the way we cleaned the house, she would tell us that she was going to get urine from the neighbor's girls who, who they had like 15, 20 kids at the time and those girls would sell apples and sell, you know, candy apples and uh, uh, tamales and everything on the street and they were, they were hard working children, you know, because cause there were so many in the family. Um, and she used to tell us, I'm going to go get their urine and make you all drink it to teach you what hard work is, and maybe that way you guys will learn to work like them. I'm sorry. And you know what, Dolores, that is, uh, first of all, I just want to say how sorry I am that that's what you experienced, because mm-hmm. the pain there um, is a real rejection. And... <laughs> And yet I want, I want you to also understand I'm sorry, I'm sorry for whatever your mom went through that would allow her to cause her to be so angry that she after, would take it out on you all because. After, after I went to college, I, I became a nurse. And I went through all the levels of growth and development. And I finally understood my mother. And I no longer was angry at her or hated her, but I felt sorry for her. Amen. Because I understood that at the age of 10 or 12, her mother died, and she, her brother, abandoned her and went to live with another woman, and the other woman didn't want my mother around. And my grandfather would only pick her up for uh, about 30 minutes and take her to the bakery and give her some get her uh, and then sent her back to her oldest sister, wherever they were living, with a little bag of, of Mexican bread. Well, you know and, what? I, uh, I'm so sorry, and I and I don't want to cut you off, but I want to answer some of your your hurts. And I and yeah. I think you ha- are offering listeners, Dolores, a great example of of you knowing that what you went through as a child was a wound. And then you yeah. chose not to re-inflict it on your kids. Yeah. I would still offer to you 
that sometimes if you'd ever decide to, it's helpful to grieve the loss of a mom who could love you well. Uh, it just is an okay place sometimes to go back and, because I hear you saying you've forgiven her and I think that's great, but it's also totally, something. totally forgiven her. And my heart just, just, you know, hurts so much for her because, um, I, I know that she would go and, and hold her daddy and, that woman would pull her off and how rejected she felt and how lonely she felt as a child without a father. And I had a father all of my life. Sure. He passed away at 80-something. And I am so grateful that you've forgiven her. The one thing I would want to talk to you about and just kind of leave you with, because I know we're going to have to, to let you go here in just a second, but I also still grieve for little Dolores. The little girl yeah. inside of you that needed her mom not to treat her that way. It's great that you've yeah. forgiven her, but sometimes what we call healing hidden wounds is going into those places and not just saying, hey, I see where you came from, mom or dad, and, and I forgive you, but going a little deeper and saying, you know, I really want to make sure that, that I've grieved the loss of what I didn't have. And sometimes that can help as well. But I sure appreciate your call and I appreciate you calling in. And we, I just, I just am honored that you shared your story with us. And I, I'm glad that God has done a great work in helping you not to carry it out into your children. Amen. Thank you for calling. Well, we want to share one more uh, time. We want to share our email address in case you have any uh, write-ins or, or something you'd like to share and you don't want to call in. Our email is info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. And uh, as you've heard tonight, if you've been listening in, we're we're talking a little bit about just those hidden hidden wounds that get deep into our heart that we don't know quite how to heal. And uh, you know, a question comes up: you know, why would I want to go back and heal these things? It seems like I'm just going to get hurt more if I go back and open the store. I, I think of our caller that just called in, whose mother was abusive. You know, why should I, after I've done all this work to forgive and, and those sorts of things, why should I go back and heal, you know, or look for the, the broken places and try to find more healing? Well, I think it's important to go back and look just simply because sometimes in relationships or choices that we make, sometimes, you know, I call it wearing hats. Um, sometimes if we've been hurt by somebody in our past, then we meet somebody that, say, is very similar or has a similar personality. We may auto- automatically put put the person that hurt us, put their hat on that person and not give them a chance to really show you who they are. Absolutely. Uh, and that hat can sometimes cause us to have trust issues, not only with other people. Exactly. Uh, not that, you know, I know we're called to, to trust Christ first and not put our trust fully in man, but, but it is important to be able to allow our hearts to be open. Jesus uh, does want us to, to understand what being fully known and fully loved means. And to be fully known, we have to allow people in. And I just promise you, I'm going to use the analogy again of a splinter. You know, if you get a splinter in your hand and you don't deal with it, you know, the skin may grow over it, and it may not hurt as much, and it may just be tender to the touch, and so you just don't really use that hand very much. And what you find is is you just kind of pull back a little bit anytime someone gets too close to that hand. And 
what I would offer to you in my in my little bit uh, uncomfortable analogy is sometimes you have to go back in there and you have to cut that wound open and you have to get whatever's in there out and allow uh, just some real cleansing to go on there. And so we're only asking tonight to just consider, have I really looked into every place in my heart and found the cleansing that God has for me? And uh, that's our hope for each, for, for each listener tonight. Well, and I just, uh, we're getting ready to close, and so I just wanted to just say that we'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to visit our website, www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. And again, we're a listener-supported, we, we are donation-only supported ministry. And so if you're interested in donating, you can go to that website, and the Donate Now button is up at the top. So we sure appreciate you listening in to us tonight. And we have taken a little bit of a look at Healing Hidden Wounds, and that's the title of our show. It is our belief that you can find more freedom and more hope if you can let go of the past and not only just let go of it, but also find healing in it because there are lies that Jesus wants to set us free from. So may you join us next week at 8 o'clock at the same time, Central Time, and uh, we will pick up with, uh, we'll have a surprise topic next week, and we look forward to meeting with you. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener-supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.